This is Nancy from geocachingcentral.com, the mega directory of websites for all things related to geocaching. And you are listening to Podcacher. This show is sponsored by cache-advance.com. Cache Advance is your geocaching hub for all of your caching needs, including the Cache Crate, a monthly subscription box of geocaching and outdoor gear. This is the Podcaster Podcast. The podcast all about geocaching. We consistently deliver high-quality, family-friendly shows that are informative, inspirational, and entertaining. Welcome to the show. I'm Sunny. And I'm Sandy. From sunny San Diego, California. Welcome to Podcaster. This show is packed with geocaching goodness, news, tips and tricks, and tools of the trade. Also, interviews, geocaching events, and stories from around the world. You can find show notes with links mentioned on the show and a lot more geocaching goodies at podcaster.com. So with that, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another Podcaster podcast. We are glad you're here with us for show 722 for August 10th, 2020. And hopefully you're doing well out there in the world, wherever in the world you <laughs> happen to be. And the middle of this crazy pandemic that we're living in. Yeah. It's, it's it's amazing that it's already August. It's already like, August. Yeah. For us, summertime is finishing. We're going, going into fall. school starting in the fall. Going into the fall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're prepping for school to to begin here in California and uh, well I guess in in Australia in the southern part they would be what starting to get warmer now yeah th- heading that, that direction yeah right right okay so regardless of your situation hopefully you're doing well out there um, out here we uh, let's see what oh uh, Sandy's mom and dad just mm-hmm. had a significant anniversary they just celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary mm-hmm. which is uh, really cool and they're going on a trip uh, up the coast to celebrate their anniversary this year. A very different kind of anniversary. Yes, yeah. couldn't, couldn't really get together and have a big party or anything. Uh, but all of us uh, siblings got together and, and got some gifts for them. and so Got a big basket. A big basket of goodies, and they Snacks can take it on their stuff. trip, and then gift cards so they can eat out. And uh, so we got to deliver it because we live local here. Mm-hmm. Not all my siblings do. Yeah. So we got to take it over to them, and, and that was really fun. Yeah, that was neat. And then uh, then we did some typical San Diego stuff. Went out to, well, we, we tried to go out to one of the beaches out here, Oceanside, and then the Carlsbad. But boy, it was crowded. Super crowded it's- on Saturday. The, the, the weather's warm and mm-hmm. everybody wants to be out there. People come from inland and they go to the beach. Totally understandable, but that it was packed. We very surprisingly, like you couldn't find parking packed. Yeah, super packed. Yeah, like, like normal summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did find parking in Carlsbad. It was a little less crowded there. And, and we took Sailor for a walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only other thing we did was we went to uh, the Wild Animal Park. Yeah, the Safari Park. We've got the uh, annual passes there. Love to support that. And uh, yeah, we just walked around, check things out. It's a very large. Park. If you haven't been to it, it's a really large park. Can't do the entire thing. Well, you could do it in one day. If you started really early, you really hustled. Yeah, but some of the things aren't aren't open right now. For instance, like the uh, the tram mm-hmm. and, the, and the other things are closed right now. So a lot lot of walking. 
which the good news is my toe is getting better for those of you following along with the the adventures of gout. Uh, Thank you, by the way, for the people who mentioned that they got gout or know people that have, and Mm -hmm. it it is healing. It is doing much, much better right now. And uh, yeah, hopefully it just stays away. So so when uh, things clear up, we can do even more geocaching. And we do have a great show for you today. We have some audio from a recent Adventure Lab outing where something unexpected occurred. Mm. We also have a reminder of a significant date that you won't want to miss. Also, audio from a listener about an adventure to find the oldest cache in Nevada. Yes. And we'll chat about a very useful geocaching resource and much, much more. First up, Adventure Lab opportunity in the news. Geocaching and GPS News. First up in geocaching and GPS news, we heard that Geocaching HQ is offering qualified premium members an opportunity to create an Adventure Lab experience with up to five locations. So here's what they said. If you found two Adventure Lab caches and don't have a current credit or active adventure, you might be eligible to create your own adventure. Mm. Now you can apply at the link that we'll put in the show notes. If you are eligible, they will email you within the next few months. And adventure credits are awarded on a weekly basis with geographic distribution. All so right. they're trying to spread them around the world. So can you go over the uh, eligibility? Like, like what do you need to do to be able to get one of these things? Okay. So to be eligible, you have to be a geocaching premium member. Mm-hmm. You must have found at least two Adventure Lab caches. Mm-hmm. And you must not have a current credit or active adventure, meaning you ha- you can't have put one out yourself like we have. Yeah. Or you've already been given a credit to put one out, but you just haven't done it yet. Okay. So that's what you're, they mean by the credit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so for this at least uh, request that they that they have here, um, you can't have done one already. So okay. they're trying to find new people mm-hmm. um, that have at least found a couple, so they kind of know what they're about, mm-hmm. and haven't done one already, and are premium members. And uh, it's a great opportunity for more people to try their hand at this, at creating the adventure labs, mm-hmm. and also to get more of them out there in the community for all of us to find. So, so if you want to, you just you need to apply, right? You do. Okay. So go to the link uh, that we'll put on our show notes. Are they um, going to limit this? Do you think? I mean. It didn't sound like it. Really? When I first saw it posted uh, by Brian Roth, actually, yeah, on yeah. Facebook, uh-huh. um, it didn't sound like that. Well, like normally they'd say, oh, anyone can apply and then we'll, you know, randomly pick 500 or 1,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It didn't mm-hmm. say that. It did say they might spread them out. So you might not get it right away. Okay. But it didn't sound like they were li- putting a gap, uh, a limit. So, po- so potentially there could be one Adventure Lab out there for every premium member that's subscribed. That fits these other qualifications, yeah. Well, right. Well, because the other qualifications are either they have a credit or an adventure lab. Oh, and they have to find And they two. have to have found some. Okay. So I guess some places, unfortunately, if they don't have any in their area then yeah. and you haven't traveled anywhere, yeah. then you, if you haven't actually been able to find one, <laughs> then well, that's kind the of new messed ones up. can't go. I mean, because you need to have like at least two in your area to seed it. To find. To find. Right. And then you can start putting. But what, what if there's nobody around that would, yeah. I'm not sure how that's maybe work, maybe but. they would give special dispensation to people who like have no friends around <laughs> them to put an adventure lab down. You think? Well, hopefully this will get more and more spread out there, and then. Uh, but you know, people actually have to take the time to apply, so not everybody's going to do that. Okay. Um, to be interested to even put them out. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we got to tell you from our experience that it's not that hard to create this these adventure labs. Mm-hmm. 
And I do have one request, though, for all those of you who have not yet created your Adventure Lab. Here's an opportunity to put out something good, right? Quality. Mm -hmm. You know, know, just like, can you put out a geocache? Yes, you can put out a geocache. And then there are great geocaches, right? So my request to everybody is this is a great opportunity to showcase, like, your local history, you know, some some great uh, information. Now, for us, we, we put together a video. Right. You can, yeah. you can do video, you can do um, audio, or I think audio pictures. There's a lot of Picture. media that you can put yeah. on each of the stops in your adventure. Yeah. And just uh, behind the scenes, Sandy and I prepped because we knew where our adventure lab was going to be. And we prepped by kind of going to where we, we knew we were going to go. And then we went home and did a little bit of research on some of the uh, areas in, because ours is in Balboa Park. Mm-hmm. And we did some of the research. So we had a few things to say on the video, et cetera. But yeah, you can make it, you can make it interesting. I mean, it's not the same as, um, you know, where I go or anything, mm-hmm. but you could put like a little story in there, things like that. Yeah, you really could. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's a great opportunity. I hope it, it turns out. And again, um, hopefully a lot of our podcast listeners will take advantage of that and put some adventure labs out there that are willing to, that, that are good to go find. Now, one more reminder is that International Geocaching Day 2020 is coming soon. So every third Saturday in August, if you didn't know that, we celebrate International Geocaching Day. And by logging any cache type on either August 15th or 16th, you can earn the International Geocaching Day 2020 souvenir. Yeah, you don't want to miss that. So mark your calendar now. First up in podcaster email, we heard from Nancy of the Deadliest Cachers. All right. And she wrote this. As some of you know, I'm also the webmaster of Geocaching Central, the mega directory of websites for all things related to geocaching. Last month, Geocaching Central reached a total of 450 distinct links covering 27 subjects related to the activity we all love. Nice. Now, if you've never been to the site, I'd like to invite any and all of you to take an online tour, and you can find it at uh, geocachingcentral.com. And by the way, head on over to the show notes for this particular show. We'll put a link on there so you can go uh, there directly if you like. And she continues and says, I hope you enjoy what you see, and make sure to bookmark the site for future return visits. Cash on. And, you know, we encourage you to check out Geocaching Central. It really is a wealth of information and resources. You're going to find... I don't know, interactive maps, useful videos, and many of the categories of links like Adventure Labs, bloggers, geotours, podcasts, social media, travel, vloggers, and much, much more. So a real great site for a geocacher. Next up, we heard from Geodac1, who wrote this. Love the podcast. I recently started geocaching, and your show has been very informative and helpful. Keep up the good work. On your last show, uh, 719, you talked about your first cache hidden as Itrax and Foxtail at Avalon on Catalina Island, Junk for Jesus. So I went to the map and looked at probably 50 geocaches on that island <laughs> looking for that geocache oh, wow. so I could look at the logs. It's pretty clever how you do your I'm Sunny and I'm Sandy from sunny San Diego, California. Uh, we thought that's clever, too. Yeah. And again, that came from Geodac1. Thanks for writing in. Well, we recently headed out on a weekend to look for an adventure lab, and we took our recording gear with us. Our plans actually changed on the way there, and we had something unexpected happen at the end of the day. Now, here is where the fun begins. 
Hey guys, we are out and about doing a little bit of geocaching. Actually, adventure labbing. Is that is that a term? <laughs> adventure? We're, we're labbing. Adventure, lab, caching, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, we found a new one out here in San Diego, and we've been waiting for them to show up because out here in San Diego, they're slowly starting to appear in different mm -hmm. locations. And this one is actually in a location that we spend a lot of time on in, which is uh, Mission Bay, and officially Mission Bay Park. And we, we, you've probably heard us record from here many times. Um, there's a lot of shoreline. We've done kayaking here. There are kayak caches hidden here. There are some uh, islands that you can drive onto, as well as where we've taken sail a lot of times, which is the Fiesta uh, Dog Park. Huge, gigantic off-leash dog park out here and uh, it's just full of oh I don't know sailboats motorboats jet skis um, a lot of water uh, aquatic kind of stuff activity mm -hmm. yeah and lots and lots of, of beach lines for or beach uh, shoreline shoreline that's yeah. the word I was looking for beach line that's <laughs> and, good alright it works and you know people come out here and just set up tents and stay all day and have picnics and parties and and all kinds of things. And we were actually coming down to do a different adventure lab. And then we saw this one was in Mission Bay. And we thought, oh, let's do that one instead. Yeah. Really warm day today, especially inland. So it's a lot cooler and nicer yeah, here so, on the coast. So, so get this, depending, we were as we were driving down, our um, our vehicle can show the temperature outside. And at, at, point, at points, I was thinking, that it's, it's over 90 degrees. Is it really that? And we checked on our phone to cross-verify. And sure enough, it really is. Yeah, above 90 in some of the cities that we're driving through. But once we got down here to Mission Bay, it's wide open, uh, not only wide open, but nice and clear and cool. A little, little bit of clouds, mostly blue skies, a nice cool breeze. And actually, right when we stepped out of the car, a sort of a very moist, cool, cool breeze was coming on. It's actually, actually cool right now. So <laughs> A little bit chilly. Yeah. But, you know, this Adventure Lab is just called Mission Bay Park, and it's going to take us to various places all around. Uh, the Mission Bay area, and in spite of us both, you know, Sunny growing up here and me living a long time here and coming to Mission Bay many times, uh, we learned something that we didn't know. Yeah, yeah, and so we're going to read you, you, you can get to the, they can get to this too, right? They don't uh -huh. have to be here. Right. Uh, so here's some things about Mission Bay that we honestly didn't know about, and as usual here in San Diego, there's some planes, but here <laughs> planes we go. Planes flying over. So it was created from about 2,000 acres of historical wetland, marsh, and saltwater bay habitat. And it's the largest man-made aquatic park in the country. So I knew it was man-made, and I, I think I've seen pictures of it being dredged out and, you know, some of these uh, land masses being made and bridges being built. But I didn't know it was the largest in the country, so that was a surprise to me. Yeah, the largest man-made aquatic park has about 4,200. 35 acres, and it's 46% land, 54% water, so almost an even split. And it makes Mission Bay Park the ninth largest municipally owned park in the United States. I did not know that either. By the way, if you want to take a look at it, um, maybe on the show notes for this show, we'll, we'll, we'll put some pictures, as well if you just Google uh, on, on maps, Mission Bay uh, Park in San Diego. You'll see what where we are right now. And it was talking about how uh, the bay was created because the San Diego River was straightened and then contained. And then they started dredging. And from the dredging, the dirt that they dredged created all of Fiesta Island, right. which is where we talk about going to the dog park. And we, I got to tell you, it's a big, it's a big land mass. I mm -hmm. mean, it's a large island. A lot of people go there to 
camp overnight, bonfires. There's a, this uh, big game that they play called Over the Line. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's a lot of, I mean, so it's not a little bit. They, they, they must have used all that that soil that they got from uh, dredging it out and turned it into this uh, this island. So one comment I need to make, we're at the very first spot here um, and then so there's still four more to go and we, we kind of have gotten into the habit of making it a little bit of a competition. Who can find the answer to right. the question first? Yeah. And if you do that, be careful because <laughs> what happened was that there's two signs and yeah. we were trying to find the answer because you don't know the question until you get there, remember? you can't It only reveals itself when you get there. Right, you yeah. can't even see the question until you get close. And then as soon as you get close, you read the question. And then we were running over to the informational signs. And we were looking at one. And then I got smart. And I thought, I'll go look at the other one. And I was moving so fast, I tripped over Sayla's leash. <laughs> and she went down. I went down hard. Well, fortunately, it was in grass. So yes. so no injuries or anything like that. But So if you're going to be competitive, just be careful out there. Yeah. Now, there's one thing about this particular Adventure Lab and others that I, I don't like as much. If I had my preference, I would would have it set the other way. That is that we have to do these sequentially. Mm -hmm. So right now we're at uh, stop number one, and then we're going to have to go drive to stop number two, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, that's all good and well. And especially if you have a reason to go chronologically, not chronologically, but sequentially. Right. Because maybe you're trying to tell a story or, or this or that. And for that, that reason, okay, good enough. But if you don't have a reason, then you're forcing people to start at a location that may be farther from where they could begin. Mm -hmm. And also the series of um, locations, something might suit you better. Like, oh, we want to go do lunch over here, but that one's near stop number three and we're we're not there yet. So... For that reason, um, I, I would prefer not to have it locked down to do sequentially. In fact, ours isn't, right? The one that we created is not, correct? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So there. <laughs> so you can do whatever order you want. You can do whatever you want. You come, come do ours and you won't have that, that kind of hassle. But, you know, it, it's up to the editor, the owner, the creator the of it. Yeah, whatever they want to do. So yeah. I'm hoping to learn a few more things uh, yes. From, yes. from this one. Now, do you know, is there any way that we can tell if this one has a, a bonus cache? Does it mention it? Or, or maybe there's um, one or not? Well, know. it doesn't actually mention it, but I guess that doesn't mean that there's not one, because okay. it could be that when we get to the very last journal entry, yeah. it might say surprise and tell So us. did we, and when we opened this one up, did we get like a video or any new information or anything? When we... uh, there's no video, just... Um, just but you the... can do that, right? Yes, yes. Uh, it was just text about this location that we're at, which is called Hospitality Point. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next place that we're going to um, is called Sail Bay. Okay. So yeah, when we did ours, we actually put in a picture and a video, but you don't have to. Right. Um, so and just, then for the uh, like, if there was a bonus cache, do you think it? Do you think it's only at the last one, like the coordinates for it and stuff like that? Well, see, because you're we're uh, ha we have to go in an order, mm -hmm. then you can reveal it all at once at the end. Mm. Ours, we had to reveal pieces at a time. That makes sense because you could do them in any order. And we so there is know. one disadvantage of the of doing it, opening it up completely, is uh, you you can't just hide it on one because this one here. You can you can wait until the very end, right? And, and then, just give the full coordinates. And there's no way for them to to do the, like the last one before they do the other ones, right? Correct. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So where are we headed next? Sail Bay. Sail Bay. S A I L Bay. Mm -hmm. And it's called because of motorized craft are limited to five to eleven miles per hour. All right. That's where we're headed next. Sail Bay here at Mission Bay. We'll get back to our adventures a little bit later on in the show. Hey, 
we hope you're enjoying the geocaching content we bring you on this show. You know, we work hard to collect, curate, and cultivate relevant geocaching goodness to you in a package that's entertaining and inspiring. Now, we love what we do, but one of the biggest reasons that we've been able to continue producing the longest-running podcast about geocaching is because of our Podcaster Club members. Now, these listeners, just like you, have decided, hey, this is one podcast I want to make sure keeps on creating. Now, Podcaster adds value to their geocaching lifestyle, and it's important enough to pitch in, maybe the cost of a fancy Starbucks drink once a month, to make sure that we can continue to deliver timely, interesting, and relevant content, and be a geocaching resource that you can count on and trust. Step up and become a Podcaster Club member. We've got lots of perks, and you can geocache with pride, knowing that you're part of the selected listeners who make this podcast possible. Find out more and join the Podcaster Club at podcaster.com slash club. Next up, we have some audio sent to us by listener and club member Vicious Cycle. Listen to this and you'll understand why we're proud to designate him as one of our podcaster official unofficial roving reporters. Hey, team podcaster, this is Vicious Cycle from Carson City. First of all, I just want to wish you guys a happy National Disc Golf Day. I hope the entire team podcaster crew had a chance to get out and enjoy some disc golf this weekend. But the real reason I'm calling in to the show is that I wanted to share my recent adventure through the rustic backcountry of the Nevada high desert. Recently, I decided I'd try to find the oldest geocache in the state. It wasn't hard to track it down. XKD 380, the GC code of GCF9, was hidden in December of 2000 and is located almost 300 miles from my home, nestled deep within the harsh and unforgiving Great Basin Desert. I left the safe confines of Carson City early in the morning armed with my phone, GPSR, a spot satellite messenger, some swag including a travel bug and some path tags, as well as extra water and some food just in case. I also brought along a very specific tool of the trade that I would need to find a certain cache along the way. The first stop on my trip was in Hawthorne, Nevada to find a high favorited cache in a new county for me. Then it was on to Coaldale, an abandoned mining town, to add another new county and to color in another square on my fizzy grid with a 4-4 cache using the ladder that I took with me to find the cache in an abandoned building. Then it was on to the main goal of the trip, the oldest geocache in Nevada. 35 miles east of Tonopah, I left the pavement of the desolate highway, knowing that there was still 20 more miles to go on the dusty gravel roads before reaching my destination. Despite the harsh climate of the desert, there was an abundance of wildlife on display. I passed open-range cattle, wild mustangs, coyotes, jackrabbits, vultures, even rattlesnakes. As my jeep billowed down the gravel road, a tailing dust cloud dozens of feet in the air followed just behind. The endless road disappeared ahead of me into the mirages of the desert horizon, and after what seemed an eternity of backcountry travel, I was finally able to bring the dust-covered jeep to a stop near ground zero so that I could begin my search in earnest. About a quarter of an hour later, I began to get concerned that I may have to DNF this one after driving almost 300 miles to get here. So I decided to take a break, sat down on some rocks while reviewing the printout of the cache that I brought with me just for this purpose. After reading the logs again, I discovered that I needed to adjust my searching strategy. Thankfully, doing so helped me make the find. There would be no blue face frowning icon accompanying my log entry today. 
I stamped the logbook, traded swag, set my travel bug off into the wild, took some pictures, and enjoyed the scenery for a while before packing up and heading back to civilization. What an epic day. I logged finds in three new counties, filled in another square on my fizzy grid, colored in another date on my 366-day challenge, broke my previous caching streak record on this day doing 23 consecutive days with a find, and I found the oldest geocache in Nevada, scratching off December 2000 from my Jasmine challenge. All in all, it was a very productive day. And to top it all off, I even made it home before dark, making my snuggle muggle happy as well. So listen, you guys, I just want to say thanks for doing the show and for being an inspiration to all of your listeners. And don't forget, keep on podcasting. Vicious Cycle signing out. Hey, thanks for the great audio. Loved it. Love the descriptiveness. It kind of felt like we were there with you. All right. Well done. Let's head back out to Mission Bay and see how we're doing with the Adventure Lab. All right. We are at another location here at Mission Bay. And where we're standing right now, well, we can share a picture where we uh, just took a photo, but we're standing in front of this... What would you call this? This is sort of like brackish water where the salt water meets uh, like low growth. I'm sure there's a name for this. It looks like a marsh. It Marsh. That's it. <laughs> that's the name. That's that's what I was thinking of. It is. And there's a little tiny stream that kind of yeah. runs through it and it's green. And then you can say the blue of the bay in the back. It's With really a pretty. lot of boats, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, watercraft out there right now. It's a beautiful, gorgeous day. I would say right now it's what? 72 and breezy, maybe a little warmer, 75. Yeah, mid-70s, yeah. And it's a slight breeze. It is gorgeous. This is perfect San Diego weather. You guys got to come out and visit. No, seriously, think about it. Come out here and visit sometime. Um, Actually, some of the best times out here, wouldn't you say, are late August, October, Uh part of November, because it doesn't really get rainy. I mean, it's still beautiful weather here, so you got to come out and visit. And then now, now you can go visit Mission Bay. Yes. And do this adventure lab, which, by the way, we've just completed several others and decided to take a little break here as we, we just finished, what, number four? This is number four, where we are right now. Yeah, we found uh, one, a little bit of tricky uh, parking, because there was one place where you had to, we had to actually park in a neighborhood to get to the location. Um, a place, actually, we've biked next to before, yeah. like biked or, biked or scootered or skateboarded to. And then the one right before this, oh my goodness, you'd think there wasn't a pandemic. There was no. so many people. I mean, it's a beautiful... There was no parking in there, a very large parking... A huge parking lot. lot. Sunny had to just drop off me and Sean so we could run and find the answer to the adventure question. Now, I, I wasn't among you and Sean in the crowds. Was it was it crowded It was there? so crowded. I mean, oh, people with just people had tents and barbecues and they were here for all day and it was wall-to-wall people wall-to-wall people and, and from what i can see n- no masks very few people wearing masks unfortunately yeah. i mean you yep. know the, the good thing is it's outdoors and it's breezy but the right. bad thing is when you get that close and then and there's a duration from what i hear too yeah, if, you, if you're hanging around together. with somebody for just a little while that's one thing but well yeah, we just know. popped in got found the answer and popped back out and uh here where we are now we're, we're kind of right next to the roads so you can hear cars going by um but it's just kind of along a wet walking trail and not too many people here right now. 
Yeah. And we have, what, one more left? One more to go, yeah. So this one possibly could have a bonus cache on it. if it Right, we just right. don't know yet. It didn't say on the introduction. Like ours, we said right in the introduction that yeah. there was a bonus cache. You know, this is a good tour for anybody who hasn't been in Mission Bay and maybe doesn't know um, much about it, yeah. learn a little bit about it. I think we've been to every place that we've been to. Right. right. But you for know. someone who isn't familiar, each of the stops told a little bit about, you know, what 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 goes on there and yeah. like that last one is a boat ramp but it was talking about across the street is where uh, they do those remote control boats oh in, yeah in right is uh -huh. that where oh okay yeah, yeah we were right across the street from that we uh, yeah it is a uh, man-made large pond and they do these uh, remote control boats both the slower speed ones but they also race them I mean uh -huh. they look like speed boats I think I have some pictures where it, it, I mean, they look exactly like uh, high-speed racing boats. Yeah, if you want to come out here to San Diego, Mission Bay is certainly a good place to hang out, relax. I mean, you know, San Diego's very famous for all the busy stuff like SeaWorld and San Diego Zoo, Safari Park, and, uh, you know... Uh, Legoland. Lego, yeah, <laughs> Legoland's another one. I mean, there, there's obviously a lot of the stuff that you've heard about San Diego, but, but Mission Bay, and then, of course, you've heard about Balboa Park from us. But Mission Bay certainly is a place you want to come out. There's jet skis, there's boats and kayaks to rent, as well as a lot of hotels around this area. If you like to spend just time on a beach, there's that. And if you want to do something a little more active, there's there's that as well. So a lot, a lot, a lot to uh, a lot to do out here. All right, I think we're going to head to the last Final one location, and yeah. see and see how we do here on this beautiful day out here at San Diego Mission Bay. Before we share the end of the Mission Bay Adventure with you, we need to share this email that came to us with the subject line, The LPC Saga Continues. And yes, it came from the same geocacher who told us about the finder who got his fingers burned on a hot LPC skirt in 108-degree weather. So. And the cacher is, uh, I think we did get the name right, it's Mike Carey. Uh -huh. And he wrote and said it's because he's Mike, his wife is Carrie, okay. and so it's Mike. Carrie, that, that Mike is, Carrie. That's Very clever. Cool. Yeah. And he said, this is my log from a recent find, and yes, another LPC. Mm. Well, the good news is that I'm not allergic to wasp stings or the dollar store allergy pills I took this morning work really well. Mm. We're finishing up our trip to Salt Lake, and I thought I'd grab a few geocaches on the way home. Having seen the hint, I knew exactly where to look when I got to ground zero. I carefully lifted and looked at the two visible sides. Nothing. I repositioned myself and lifted again. Ah, there she was. I grabbed the container and zap. It felt like an electric shock on my arm. I looked down and saw several wasps starting to flow out from the cache's hiding place. Mm. With the container in hand, I turned tail and ran. I thought about opening the door and jumping in the van, but uh, could I open the door, get in and close the door without any unwanted guests joining us in the van? So I continued past the door and behind the van. I don't know why, but they didn't pursue me. After I was certain it was safe, I opened the door and joined my wife and daughter inside the van. Since I had the geocache in hand, I signed the log. But how to return it to its hiding place? I couldn't see any wasps around the hiding spot, so I carefully lifted the side away from the wasps and stuffed it inside and returned to the van without further incident, except for the welt and swelling on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that came from my curry. You know, this kind of reminds me of when we were up at Oregon. And I got stung by, I think it was a bee. That's right. We were caching at that time, right? Yeah, we were caching He's, at that time. Uh -huh. And uh, I was paying attention to something else, and it was on my hand. Uh -huh. and, it stung, and it stung me. And even the little stinger was there. So I'm pretty sure it was a bee. Yeah. 
but boy, it is a jolt and it's unexpected. And it's like, oh my gosh. I, I, and and the, the other thing that he said here that uh, started to happen with us is other bees were following me. Right. Do you remember one was following they were you cha- It was chasing you. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't. <laughs> you were running around. Sean was kind of freaking out. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to, I, I wasn't freaking out so much, but I just wanted to get away from it. Like, right. leave me alone. And I don't know what it was. It, maybe it was the smell of the other bee stink. Because, mm-hmm. you know, once a stinger comes out and everything, I'm sure there's some kind of scent in the air or whatever. Right. But it just kept pursuing like it had gotten riled up. And I thought, oh, man. And I didn't want to bring it into the truck that we were driving at the time either. Right. But, yeah. Well, you know, that's a good thing that you found it and doesn't sound like you got too injured. But maybe this would be a good time to maybe post a warning note mm-hmm. uh, at the cache or, or contact the cache owner. Let them know for sure, yeah. Well, I was going to say because, you know, under light lamppost, something like a little hive could be under there. And maybe the cache owner might want to relocate it or somehow mitigate the problem, you know, whatever is appropriate for there. I I. I feel kind of bad if you knew that there was wasps there and then you read on the next log that some little kid got stung or something, right. you know, so. And he might have already done that. Yeah. Let the cash owner know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 But uh, anyway. Another, thank- another reason to uh, love to hate LPCs, right, honey? <laughs> well, you know, this particular thing, it could have happened in a hollow log. Well, that's true. Or a tree or, or anything like that. But yeah. Oh, all right. Chalk it up to another LPC problem. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> another reason not to like them. All right. Thank you for sending that story in. Back to the end of our adventure at Mission Bay. Now, we didn't do any more recording that day, so we're going to wrap it here in the studio. So we got to the final stop, the fifth stop of the Adventure Lab, Mm -hmm. and we found the answer. And we did discover that, yes, indeed, there was a bonus cache attached to the Adventure Lab. Uh So it was kind of a surprise at the end. It wasn't too far away from the last stop, so we headed out walking toward the coordinates. And we got to the spot, and we saw something suspicious (laughs) right away. Right. And sure enough, it was the cache. And I pulled out the log sheet and I discovered that we were second to find by a few hours. All right. So we, we pull out the <laughs> log and at first we thought, oh my gosh, this log is fresh. You know, it's got that fresh look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we thought, is are we for, and, and so as we pulled it out, Sandy realized we were second. There Because a... up at the top where yeah. sometimes there's a spot just for FTF. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was filled in, but the rest of it was blank. Yeah. And, you know, we knew that the Mission Bay Adventure Lab was fairly new, Mm -hmm. but we had no idea that it had actually gone live that exact day. Yeah. And I guess if we had gotten an earlier start in the morning, we would have had a chance to be first to find. Well, you know, that was sort of one of those relaxing slow days. Mm -hmm. We started off with with waffles in the morning and watching cartoons and then kind of getting out and moseying and then said, oh, let's go take a look at this. I I guess. Well, how would you know? Right. There's no there's no way to have known. No, and you know, I looked back and I, I did mm-hmm. go back and look later, and the the bonus cash was published that that day. Okay, but when you look at Adventure Labs, at least you know the the little bit I time I took to look, it didn't actually have a, like a published date. Oh, uh-huh. so unless you were like watching every day and then you saw it pop up, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah, um, but we were happy with the second place finish. It was nice, especially because it was a surprise. Yeah, and you know I had called up that bonus mystery cache to enter in the solve coordinates. Mm-hmm. You know because there's two different apps, right? You're yeah. the Adventure Lab app, and then and there's, there's the, the geocaching, geocaching app. Yeah. So you switch over to the geocaching app and you just look around to find the mystery cache because you're not sure where where exactly it's located. Yeah. But then you can enter in the solve coordinates, and so then you can route to, to the cache. But when I did that, I didn't look 
at when the date the date hidden was, mm. and I didn't even look at recent logs. Yeah. So we did not know at all that we would be finding an almost clean log sheet. Yeah. Until we actually got there. That, that was cool. I remember the you know just because of the time we took, we almost left that geocache for another the the final the bonus. Yes, we, we kind of talked about should we go get okay, it? Should we go get it? Yeah. Oh, I remember what it was. It was because the the parking was a distance away, and I wasn't sure if um, it would be comfortable for my my toe, my foot. Yeah, your toe is still bothering you a little bit. Yeah, and then we realized that the only parking was, it was going to take a five, <laughs> this may not sound like a, a lot, <laughs> but if, you're, if your toe hurts, it's like, no. You can't hardly it was walk. Like, it was like five minutes away on, mm-hmm. on walking. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we started going. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. And th- yeah. So we got there. But, but you're right. We almost we said, almost oh, did. we come down here a lot. We'll do it another day. Right. And I'm so glad we didn't. Yeah. Uh, so it was a really fun day, and we had a, a bonus second to find to wrap it up. And, you know, we're just w- wondering, have you ever been surprised at a cache? Mm-hmm. I mean, other than the obvious one of being first to find. Or get stung by wasp. <laughs> has something unexpected or surprising happened to you at a cache? If you have a fun story, we would love to hear it. And uh, you can let us know, and we might be able to share it here on the Podcaster Podcast. Games and Contest. Here at Podcaster, we love to play games and contests that gives you opportunities to win Groovalicious swag. And don't forget, we are giving even more stuff away for new club members who yes. join the club from now until October 16th. We've already had a number of new members join, and we're looking forward to welcoming more. Welcome, club members. By the way, we only have four left of the rare Podcaster 2006 Geocoins. Mm-hmm. Available for new club members who join at the elite level only. And anyone who joins at standard or enhanced will have the chance to win one of three of our 2007 silver geocoins. Uh, the offer ends October 16th, and we will give the coins away on the following show. You can get all the info you need at podcaster.com slash club offer 2020. theme song means we are done with the geocaching goodness at least for today's show and it's now time for a quick sean update well sean has had coronavirus hair you know <laughs> where your hair gets when you can't go to the uh, the salon to, the to get a haircut yeah or the barber and it, it's just been getting longer and longer and longer and finally yeah. sunny broke out the clippers yeah. and attacked his hair well, uh, i was pretty <laughs> confident about it. he so you you've seen pictures of sean he's got curly got very curly hair really nice thick curly hair <laughs> and it's it's really cool and so i'm like oh okay how hard can this be and so honestly all i did was i I went on YouTube and I've never really cut hair before. And I thought, oh, okay, how hard can it be? And so we have those uh, WHAHL wall, wall trimmer. I mean, they're, they're like professional grade trimmers, I mm-hmm. believe. And they come with all the little attachments. And I've had it in the drawer for the longest time. And just looked online and said, oh, okay, it can't be that hard. And it was a little more challenging, but no disaster happened. I mean, yeah. if you look at pictures of him now, you, you, it's not like his, his hair is sideways. It or... looks really good, actually. I mean, it, nice. you probably worked out on it for almost an hour. Yeah. And but... he was very patient. Yeah. He, he did good. But, you know, I, I went in there with a comb and a spray bottle and kind of trimmed it and trimmed it. And so I kind of got, yeah, it, it's not all one length. It's not just like. In, right. Uh, the sides are shorter and then the mm-hmm. top. 
top is a little longer. Yeah. I think yeah. he's got, I mean, except for the fact to get through the curly hair, I think he's got sort of forgiving hair mm-hmm. where, you know, like if it was really, really straight hair, any error I make would be more noticeable. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I had contemplated just for fun giving him a, a sideways mohawk, but <laughs> opted against it at the last minute. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Hey, thank you for coming back and listening to Podcaster. We know you've got lots of entertainment options out there, and we do appreciate you being part of the Podcaster geocaching community. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Stay safe so that someday when we all get through this, all of us can keep on caching. Bye. Well, that's it for the show today. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to visit our website at podcaster.com. You'll find our show notes, useful links, and tons of resources. We always love to hear from you. Our email is podcaster at gmail.com. You can also call the Podcaster hotline at 760-300-3633. Find out all the ways you can contact us at podcaster.com slash contact. Till next time, stay safe and keep on cashing. Next up, we have some audio sent to us by listener and club member Vicious Cycle. Listen to this and you'll understand why we why we be proud. Why we be proud, <laughs> man. That's right. You be proud, we be proud. <laughs> kind of felt like we were there with you. Nicely well done. That sounds like a meat. <laughs> <laughs> Look.